0: Episode four of our divisional previews, we have the NFC West. Nate Conroy is on to talk about his Los Angeles Rams. They made the move of the offseason, acquiring Matt Stafford. Can he lead them deep into the playoffs, uh, lead them to a Super Bowl? Uh hint i like matt Stafford for mvp this year uh we also get into uh russell wilson and the seahawks are they being overlooked the 49ers maybe a tad overrated and we bang on cliff kingsbury yet again on this podcast uh real questions with his leadership and uh how they're handling kyler murray uh so here we go here's the nfc west yeah, man. Welcome to your best bets. It is episode four of the divisional previews. Uh, you know, I when I when I started this, I, I I didn't think it was going to be that large of a venture, and it turns out it, it actually has been. It's been a lot of work, uh, but I've this has helped me learn a lot about each of these teams, and and you know, there's been some really good bets that I found along the way that I will definitely be interested in making this season. Tonight, we are talking about the NFC West. Uh, I, I think it's it's almost not debatable that this might be the best division in football. Uh, we have, I think, two viable Super Bowl contenders from within this division. Uh, probably another playoff contender. And arguably a fourth team that is on the fringe. Uh, joining me is... Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to call him the triple threat of the podcast. Uh, I think he's the only guy to to be on three different types of podcasts. We've been on football, golf, and NCAA basketball. I guess I got to give him a new contract soon. It's uh, Nate Conroy. Nate, what's up?
1: Hey, good to be with you again, Phil. Uh, appreciate the compliment there. Yeah, the I guess the, the triple threat guy there, but it's it's always uh, always fun to to be on with you. So thanks for having me.
0: Uh, you know we I think you were on for one of the, the playoff football shows last season and of course the Rams were you know a large piece of that discussion for the show you were on and that's where we're gonna start tonight obviously being the the resident Rams fan on the podcast uh, I, I think it's fair to say that the the team has large large expectations this season this is a team that has really mortgaged a lot of their future uh get just Pretty much trading away any future draft picks, any future first or second rounders for guys that can uh, help them win now. Obviously, the one of the biggest moves, maybe the big move of the offseason, involved the trade of Jared Goff uh, to the Lions and acquiring Matt Stafford. And I think there's this large majority of people that feel like Stafford has been the missing piece to what the Rams need to truly uh, win a Super Bowl. Uh, from your perspective, um, what does the Stafford move mean to this team? And um, you know, do they have enough otherwise to win to win the Super Bowl this year?
1: Well, I mean that that move alone tells you that 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 uh, the time is now. You know, all the chips are getting pushed in, and, and uh, we're we're making the move. Uh, you know, offensively, a lot of the pieces remain. Defensively, a lot of those big players remain um you know there's a lot of excitement a lot of buzz um with that being said and we kind of touched on it already this is going to be a difficult division um i think the rams are obviously going to be a playoff team um and once they get there i think they're more than capable of, of doing some damage and i think they do have uh super bowl aspirations it was only back in i think 2018 when they were there and that was with Jared Goff and i you know i don't want to bag on Jared Goff we could do that forever um but, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of promise and a lot of uh, excitement for the Rams this season, no doubt.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about the, the Stafford acquisition. Uh, obviously, I think – Unquestionably, he's been a top five to seven talent uh, quarterback wise in the league. You know, you always hear that term "arm talent," Nate. Uh, I think Trent Dilfer created that years ago. Uh, I think arm talent wise, Stafford's been one of the best. He's been in a situation that has been poor to quite poor for most of his career. No playoff wins, obviously, but I don't. I don't really think that that's a fault of his own. What's the expectation of what this offense is going to look like with? Stafford compared to golf, do you expect more shots down the field? Um, I mean, it seems like everything I've seen, Mc, what McVay has said, or what I've read is that he loves them. He thinks the offense can be even more dynamic than it's been. And, and last year, it kind of turned into more of a running offense with acres um, and, and play action. I, wouldn't you expect this to be opened up a little bit more?
1: Um, you'd have to think so with, with the numbers that Stafford put up in Detroit um, with that, uh, offensive line and the pieces he had there. And now you go out West to LA. Um, you know, I do have a, a few questions on the offensive line, but, um, you know, he's going to have Robert Woods and Cooper cup, Tyler Higby at tight end. Um, you know, they just, uh, traded this week for Sony Michelle from the Patriots. Who's been a little injured, uh, bugaboo there, but he had some great years with the Patriots. So, you know, kind of shoring up, uh, the running back position. Uh, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> the the ceiling's real high, and and the, um, those expectations I I feel are are appropriate and expected, and um, sure. should be should be fun.
0: The. The uh, I, I'm glad you mentioned the offensive line. I think that's probably the clear maybe soft spot, weak spot. Um, you know, the acquisition of, of Michelle this week I think was definitely insurance for Daryl Henderson. He's been banged up. Um, they lost Acres, and uh, I guess was it you know, training camp or OTAs? I'm not sure which. Yeah. um, which was a huge loss. But I think Michelle it will be serviceable. And if it's Henderson, you know, the timeshare situation, I think that will be enough because I expect this to be. Uh, more of a passing offense than it's been in the past. Stafford is, um, you know, I think he, you know, the the arm talent is one thing, you know, compared to golf, but I think his intellect and his, uh, you know, football IQ is just more advanced, tons more experience. He's seen every defense and he knows where to react. And I think with a guy like McVay that can, you know, really, um, you know, kind of convey what what's working out there, what's not. I think I think it's going to be a huge season for Stafford. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about him later. Uh, obviously, a huge loss on the defense is Brandon Staley um, going to, uh, you know, uh, be the head coach of the Chargers. So some questions on the defense. You know, obviously Aaron Donald covers up a lot. Jalen Ramsey covers up a lot. They did lose uh, Michael Brockers. They lost uh, John Johnson. Uh, that's, you know, some pretty big losses. Um, defensively. I know Raheem Morris, uh, classic NFL retread. He's coming in to, to be the coordinator, um, from all, again, everything I read, people, the, the guys love, um, uh, Morris, it seems, but I, am just wondering if they have enough defensively to, uh, you know, not make every game a shootout, but maybe Aaron Donald again, he just covers up all the holes.
1: Yeah. I mean, those, those are going to be your two horses. You know, you're going to ride Aaron Donald up front, and then you're going to have Jalen Ramsey locking down. You would assume the uh, yeah. the number one receiver on the other team. Um, the thought of a shootout every week, um, you know, as long as the offense clicks and Stafford um, you know gels with everybody, I I, I don't mind like that to be honest with you. Now playoff time, you're probably going to have to play a little sure. bit of a defense. One thing I like uh, a little bit better about Stafford Ben Golf, not to get back to the offense there, but. Um, Stafford just seems to have a little more, I'll say, fire in his belly, uh, a little more passion. Um, Jared Goff was just kind of, uh, I'll say, a little too vanilla for me, if that makes sense. Um, I, I think Stafford's going to be motivated. He's t- tired of losing all the time, so uh, you know, I, I um, you know, he, I, I think he's definitely going to put the work and the time in um, to to try and achieve some success that has eluded him thus far in his career
0: surprisingly and this is where I want to go next the the San Francisco 49ers uh, are the favorite to win the division um, they have the uh, I guess tied for the highest over under win total uh, with the Rams at ten and a half um, 49ers to me I, I mean this I, I feel like this is a broken record in the NFL and doing you know three of these shows already it's four or five of these teams we've said the same thing but it's uh, it's kind of come down to quarterback play. Uh, you know, it feels like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter. Um, I don't know how confident I am that halfway through the season or a quarter way through the season, we're not going to see Trey Lance. I think that's the, obviously, that's the future. Um, I think Trey Lance is super raw. I, I think of all the, the first round quarterbacks, he might be the most raw, but he might have maybe the most upside. You know, we've seen a couple of throws in preseason that have been, um, ridiculous, you know the one from the opposite hash. Uh, you know, sixty-five yards in the air on point, but he's made a lot of his mistakes as well. I just think at some point we're going to see some Trey Lance, maybe a few plays a game sprinkled in, and you know. But conversely, garoppolo he's is. This is the last year of his contract. He's essentially this is an audition for him. He's taken this team to the, the Super Bowl before. Uh, I don't think people have a lot of expect- expectations for him this season, but. Um, he might just go out and play well and ball and, and give them a reason not to play Trey, Trey Lance at some point in the season, uh, thoughts on the 49ers. Does it hinge on the quarterback play or is this, you know, a team that it, it's going to be more than just Garoppolo or Lance?
1: Um, yeah, quarterback play is, um, number one thing, kind of, kind of the glaring issue. Um. I was looking the other day. Jimmy Garoppolo's overall record as a starting quarterback is actually really good. He's mm-hmm. he's got a very good winning percentage. Um, but I I think confidence for him this year is is going to be key because you hear all these rumors swirling around. You mentioned it's the last year of his contract. Um, you know, uh, I was looking at their schedule. They cut, they start on the road twice, but they're playing the Lions um, and the Eagles the first two weeks, uh, which aren't super difficult games, but then it gets tough. They go green Bay, Seattle and Arizona, and then they're in their bye. So, um, I personally would expect Jimmy Garoppolo to at least play those first five games. But, uh, you know, if those last couple don't go too well, um, I I wouldn't be shocked to see, uh, Trey Lance, um, coming in. And like you said, maybe here and there, just a little spot duty, kind of change of pace stuff. There's no question he's talented. He's obviously a little raw, but, you know, we've heard that about you know, like uh, Josh Allen or a little mm-hmm. bit about Justin Herbert or even uh, Carson Wentz way back when. So, you know, t- time will tell.
0: Carson Wentz still might be a little raw.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> maybe. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, offensively, uh, outside of the quarterback position, this team does have – they have some talent. George Kittle's probably one of the two best tight ends in the league. He's back healthy. Um, I, I really like Brandon Ayuk. Um, I think he's going to have a big year. Debo Samuel's good on paper. He's maybe been a little bit underwhelming as a pro. Um, you know, uh, I like Raheem Mostert. He's been a really solid uh, running back. And, Nate, last year I saw they lost more games to injury – um than any other team last season and in the last 20 years they lost more total games to injury there was only one other team in the last 20 years that has lost more games to injury they lost 161 games to starters last season uh which is amazing so it's going to be a completely different team just because they have their guys back and obviously on the other side of the ball they got uh you know nick bosa um, d ford they can really get after the passer huge you know, peace in this league, you know, of course, they still have Richard Sherman. I don't know the situation with Sherman these days. I'll true, just keep it true. keep it at that. So keep yes. it right down the middle here. But um, a, a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, so the more I think about it, I, I get there why they're the favorite. Um, there's just, you know, to me, the most important position in football, most important position in sports is quarterback. And, and to, to me, there's too big of a question mark to feel good about the 49ers winning the division. And that's just, that's just me.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I, I have no problem agreeing with you as a Rams fan. Uh, you know, I, um, I, I, I kind of see this team middling around 500, to be honest with you. Um, just inconsistent. And that all kind of stems from, like you mentioned, um, the quarterback position, you know, there'll be weeks where they look great. There'll be weeks where they, they really struggle. And again, as a Rams fan, that's, that's, that's a okay with me.
0: I do like uh, Kyle Shanahan. I, I do. I think he's a really good offensive line. So whenever the time Trey Lance plays and he's, he's the guy, I, I will be pretty fascinated to see how that works out for them. Um, and uh, new defensive coordinator for this team as well. D'Amico Ryan, uh, D'Amico Ryan's he used to be in, Linebacker for the Texans, you know, that feels like he just retired and he's the D coordinator. Um, that's a big loss for them. Uh, Robert Salah goes to coach the jets. A lot of coordinator changes in the division is what I've been seeing. Um, you know, the coach head coach on all four teams stays the same, but a lot of coordinator, uh, turnover here, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think people forgot they were 12 and four last year and really, really good at football. Um, Especially Russell Wilson, who I think probably halfway through the season was the favorite for MVP. Uh, you know, he he didn't finish as well, um, and then the offseason ended up being this Russell Wilson drama. And for a while, Nate, I thought I thought my team was going to be uh, acquiring Russell Wilson as he listed the Bears as one of his destinations. And right, I, yeah. I'm not sure why, uh, but I was excited for a second. But he seems to have um, gotten past that. Yeah, there's been, you know, reports of him and Pete Carroll, uh, you know, really being happy with each other. They made some additions on the offensive line. They helped. It. Uh, they brought in a new, a new guard, um, a new offensive coordinator there, Shane Waldron. Um, he had a huge endorsement from Wilson's, so maybe Wilson's, you know. Feeling more invested, he helped handpick the guy that's that's running his offense. But to me, this is this is an offense that's been carried by Russell Wilson for a couple of years. Of course, they have good receivers in Lockett and and DK Metcalf. But um, you know, when the Seahawks were really good a few years ago, this was a this was a running team. First, they could they could just pound you. This offensive line has been a mess for a couple of years. Wilson's <laughs> been running for his life, and yep. uh, I, I get why he's been frustrated.
1: Yeah, he, um, no question, one of the top top five, top three quarterbacks of the league. But like you said, um, he's had to scramble and run for his life. Um, they they have been probably, over the last eight, nine years, one of the most consistent teams. I I think I saw Seth the other day, um, out, out of the last nine seasons, the Seahawks have had 10 or more wins, eight out of the nine last seasons. Um, so they're always, they're, they're always right there. Uh, they have a huge home field advantage with the 12th man. Uh, nobody likes to go up there and play and, um, yeah, and they definitely have that deep threat with Lockett and Metcalf. Uh, I, I would think they need to get a little more consistency, uh, on the offensive line to protect Russell Wilson, number one, uh, but also establish a little bit of that running game number two, just to help take the pressure, uh, off of him. Cause you know, He's pretty good at avoiding contact, but you know, God forbid he gets hurt, we got to throw in Geno Smith. I don't don't think that's going to be helping. Helping (laughs) their oh no, helping their cause. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um,
0: the they they lock up Jamal Adams. uh, Yes, huge contract. I think four years, seventy million dollars. They still have uh, Bobby Wagner on the defensive side of the ball. Um, They're... There's, I think their corners maybe be they might be a little rough, but um, I for some reason I just trust I trust Pete Carroll. Um, that that defense always seems to come to play. Um, and I, I just think if they get relatively solid offensive line play and and their corners hold up, I, I just I have a hard time seeing them not win 10 games, especially with the expanded schedule this year. And, and we'll talk about that in a second, but I, I expect them to be a playoff team. Um, I expect Wilson to have another monster year. Um, and and be another viable contender for you know the conference and, and potentially the Super Bowl. Um, I don't want to get too crazy, but I, to me, Nate, there's seven or eight teams that I have as real Super Bowl contenders. I, I have the Seahawks as one of them. I have the Rams as one of them as well. Um, and that's what I was talking about at the top. That this this is you know this conference is so loaded, and, and maybe it's a situation where they beat each other up throughout the season, and by playoff time, you know. Know we'll see if they have anything left, but um, sorry, I'm starting to ramble on here. But uh, I really like the Seahawks, I I can't believe they're plus 275 to win the division behind the Niners and the Rams. Uh,
1: really good value
0: for anyone that wants to throw 50 bucks out there or whatever. The Arizona Cardinals, um, I have an issue. with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I, th- I think I called him out a couple times last season uh, on this podcast. Um, you have a quarterback that is, I don't want to call him a generational talent, but I, I want to call him maybe one of the five, six most talented quarterbacks in the league. Um, he has, um, it, it, I mean, just unbelievable potential and, they ran them into the ground last year. The first half of the season, of course, they were great, and they were five and two. The offense was in the top three, and they really sputtered down the stretch. And it, it coincided with Kyler Murray getting hurt, and um, too much design runs for my liking, um, and, and too many too many hits on Murray. I don't know about Cliff Kingsbury as as a guy. I would want running my team.
1: You? No, um, you know. Last few years, definitely trending in a positive direction. I think they had three years ago, they had three 2018, they had three wins. 2019, they had five wins. Last year, they had eight wins. So they're 500. Now they got to take that next step. Now they need to at least get into the playoffs. Now that's easier said than done in this division, the most difficult division in football. Uh, Kyler Murray, world of talent. Um, I think of him primarily more as a runner than a thrower and he's not a big guy uh, either when for a running quarterback that's that that's not advantageous you know like you said he got out to a great start last year and then he just got he just got beat up and he got banged up um if you can take care of kyler murray and just have him distribute the ball to you know this primary playmaker would be deandre hopkins they also i think signed aj green who's a little who's a little uh Injury prone and he's getting up there, but he still might have some gas um, yeah. left in the tank. They also have uh, uh, they drafted that uh, Rondale Moore from Purdue, mm-hmm. who is kind of that speedster Swiss army knife type. So I'll be interested to see in that Kingsbury offense, how, how he kind of fits in. Um, but they, they, they definitely have their work cut out for them. Well, all the teams do in this division. I think if you go, Uh, If you're Arizona and you can, at least in those six divisional games, at least win your home games, maybe go four and two, at least in those six games, I I would consider that successful.
0: I do think, you know, Kingsbury comes from uh, Texas Tech, uh, you know, they run the uh, I, I forget the specific name But it's it's basically a four wide system It's is, is his system And I don't think he was able to run it Last year uh, from my understanding He didn't have the personnel uh, Of course he had Hopkins He had Christian Kirk um, They do bring in A.J. Green Of course I think he's 33, 34 um, Ancient for the NFL uh, yeah. Which is weird because I'm like Four years older than him And yeah. I don't think of that But that's, that's just the way it is and, and like you said, they, they bring in the kid from Purdue, uh, Rondo Moore. You know, maybe this is a situation where he can actually you know run that four wide receiver offense. And I, I had to look; I didn't know who their starting running back was. It's Chase Edmonds. Um, I, I don't. I know they brought in James Conner, um, but I, th- I don't. I don't know how much they're going to be relying on on the running game, especially with you know some added depth at receiver. Um. You know, they bring in JJ Watt on the defensive side. Uh, apparently the tech or the Cardinals think it's like 2013, 2014 bringing in AJ Green, JJ Watt. Um, <laughs> but they, they, I actually do, I think they have some, some nice talent. Chandler Jones missed last season. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. He'll be back. Um, if Watt can provide you anything, um, you know, that's a bonus. Uh, I like Buda Baker at, you know, safe as a safety. Malcolm Butler, he'll be uh, one of the corners. So there's some real nice talent here. Uh, it, you know, once again, to me, I, I just, I don't know about the leadership. Uh, I, I actually think this is a guy that, I, I, if, if, if things go off the rails this year, I, you know, this guy could be on the hot seat.
1: Yeah, uh, I would agree. Like I said, that this is the year. Like you said, you've been taking the baby steps the last couple of years. Now you got to put it all together. Now you got to put it all together.
0: Over unders, Nate. I know. I know you're not necessarily a gambling guy, but you. This is just a common sense sort of you know uh, experiment here. Arizona. Yep. Uh, oh, they're over unders eight and a half. Uh,
1: under. Under under. That was Easy. quick. That was quick too. Easy under. Absolutely in this division. Now I will say, um, the NFC West plays. I think they play the AFC South, so you're going to play the Jaguars, and you're going to play the Texans, which you, most of these teams should be. Colts, I don't know. Titans are pretty good. And then I think they also play the NFC North, if I'm not mistaken. So the Packers are good. Uh, the Lions are not very good. The Bears, I'll, I'll say, withhold comment on the Bears – uh, and then the Vikings who knows what you're going to have with the Vikings so as far as those divisions you know I, I don't think that's too bad of a draw myself sure. uh, but, but yeah eight and a half I'm definitely taking the under on the Cardinals the
0: the favorite is is would, would be the under it's at uh, minus 115 which make it a slight favorite over the the over eight and a half. Uh, Seattle is right at 10 and I hate when it's a when it's a Square number like this and there's there's no hook with with the half uh, so 10 is um The number for seattle Uh, the over is plus 100. So a hundred dollar bet wins a hundred dollars Uh, i'll go first on the seahawks. I I have them over. Um You know, they're 12 and 4 last year. I I feel like Russell wilson does enough offensively once again Uh, you know, I think maybe he's playing a little bit happier this year. Um Eleven wins for me, eleven and six at minimum. That 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 seems reasonable. So I, I like Seattle at least barely over.
1: You. Yep, yep. I agree with that. Like you said, they've done that eight of the last nice, eight of the last nine years, and now you're giving them an extra game to do it. So absolutely over. It's an amazing stat. Good job. I like that. Thank you.
0: The 49ers, over under is at ten and a half. Uh, the under is. A slight favorite at minus 115. So $115 bet wins hundred. Um, I I I think you you gave a bit of a foreshadowing on your pick for the 49ers. I I have them under as well. I it feels like an eight and nine or nine and eight team, um, you know, right around 500, Uh just too many questions with the Garoppolo Lance situation and uh If they do play Trey Lance, then I think any chance of getting to the playoffs is probably out. Even if that's your long-term play, you kind of throw away the season with a rookie quarterback, in my mind.
1: Yeah, they're just going to be hanging around 500 all year. Uh, I I had them at eight or nine as well. Um, Even though they got those couple softies at the start of the year, um, the rest of the season is is a tough sled. So, yeah, eight or nine for them. They're definitely under.
0: LA Rams are at 10 and a half. And I'm, I'm a little surprised that the over 10 and a half is at plus 120, meaning that, um, you know, the, the under 10 and a half would be considered the favorite of the two. But I like the plus money, uh, $100 bet to 100 120 on the over. Uh, I, I love the Stafford move. I, I, I love their aggressiveness. They might suck in five years when they have nothing to build around with and no first round picks, but I love going for it now. Um, I love their mentality that they're just going to pick up all these studs and, and go for it. So I do, I, I, I think they win 12 games this year. That's my prediction.
1: Yeah. When I went through the schedule earlier today, 12 was a number I had. Um, they're starting out week one. Uh with the Bears again, right. we'll withhold judgment on that one. It, it's it. it it's in LA. It's week one, so obviously I, I'm I'm picking the Rams, and then they have the Colts in week two. And I don't know what the Colts are going to have going on with their O line and their quarterback. Even though it's in Indy in a one o'clock game, I'm still picking the Rams there. Yeah, just just the 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 urgency and the momentum and the energy. As long as we can stay healthy, and that's everybody can say that. But as long as they can avoid the injury bug uh protect Matt Stafford on the offensive line um yeah I'm definitely taking over 12.
0: Bears, Texans, Lions, uh Jaguars are on their schedule um you know I can you know the Cardinals twice you know I feel good about getting at least one of those the Giants are on uh, on the schedule um you know there is definitely some some tough ones I got the Bucks. um you know they have the Ravens, the Titans. So clearly some tough games, but you know I I, I just I, I like I like their their metal. I love McVeigh um, I just I, I wish he was my coach. I, it's just you know I got Matt Nagy. By the way, Week One is going to be a bloodbath. It is you going know, to be scary.
1: And and it might be doing you a favor, especially if if I mean, Andy Dalton if Andy Dalton plays. Um, because it's, it's a Sunday night game. So, if, you know, if Andy Dalton goes out there and just stinks it up on national television and then, you know, maybe Aaron Donald lays a hit or two on him, uh, you know, yeah. it could be week two, Justin Fields, who knows?
0: I, I'm so tired of the excuse, well, you can't play Justin Fields week one. You know, Aaron Donald's out there. I'm like, uh, well, actually, he's going to have a better chance of making plays than Andy Dalton. I mean, he's he can use his legs a, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Man, Matt Nagy is so dedicated to Andy Dalton. It's 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 insane. He 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 made this comment after the pre. I'm sorry to get on the Bears, so that I have to. You're, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. After the travesty last Saturday, uh, when the Bills just, I, I mean, they just ran through their defense, yep. but offensively they couldn't do a thing. Um. Afterward, that when he was asked about the quarterback situation, you know, Nagy said, "No, we have to see." Andy Dalton in the regular season. Can I ask why? Have you not seen Andy Dalton the last 11 seasons with the Bengals? Have you not been watching Matt Nagy? I mean, isn't that enough? How much more do you have to evaluate? Um, Nate, my, my theory all along is you're not winning the Super Bowl this season with Andy Dalton. You're just not. If you had a quarterback that could get you in the mix, I get it. You're not going to. So put Justin Fields out there now. And, and let this be a season where he can grow and learn. And, and next season, maybe you, you have something. Uh, that's that's my theory with these rookie quarterbacks. Uh, the 49ers, I think it's a little different situation because they're much better. Um, but the Bears, you know, stop this, Matt Nagy. It's it's just freaking nonsense.
1: Yeah, you're, yeah. I, the, the saying comes to my head, and I'll actually expand it a little bit. Don't they always say, if you have two quarterbacks, you really don't have any quarterbacks? Well, in the Bears situation, you guys actually have Three quarterbacks. Don't forget Nick Foles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, you, so you, so you really don't have any quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> I have forgotten Nick Foles. Uh, yes. He's, yes. he's not. He's not in my mind. I, I was pushing for them, to, you know, to trade him to the Colts. Uh, you know, when the win situation came. Out that didn't happen. So the division, um, like I said, the Niners at plus one eighty are the favorite. The Rams at plus two hundred and the Seahawks at plus two seventy five, uh, and then the Cardinals at plus six hundred. Obviously, we've we've kind of dismissed the Cardinals from winning the division. And I, I think it feels like both of us like the Rams, like the Seahawks. You get a pretty decent number on both. The Seahawks are more tantalizing, better payoff. But the, the Rams seem like the choice for both of us at plus 200. Still a really nice return. Um, to make the playoffs, uh, all three of the Niners, the uh, – Rams and the Seahawks are favorites to make the playoffs. They all um, are basically, yes, would be a a strong favorite. Uh, Arizona is minus 220 not to make the playoffs. So a strong favorite not to make it for them. I would say no surprises there. Let me skip ahead to uh, conference and Super Bowl odds, Nate. Um, The Rams and the Seahawks, uh, the Rams are, 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 to win the Super Bowl, the Rams are at plus 1,500. Um, I think it was their fifth or sixth down the line. Uh, and then the Seahawks are at plus twenty two hundred. Hundred dollar bet wins twenty two hundred. What's the best bets of, of, of those two? Would it be, you know, trying to get more bang for your buck with the Seahawks at plus twenty two hundred or going with your boys at plus fifteen hundred?
1: Well, I'm a little biased myself. Um, you know, the Rams were close last year. You know, they won their first game and then they played uh, up in Green Bay. And they hung with them and gave them everything they could, um, and it was nice, at least as a Rams fan, because I think they beat the Seahawks in the wild card round last year. So I was kind of exercise that demon. Um, I personally, between the two, um, and, and I only say this just because he's never been there, um, I would actually put my money on Seattle, just because Russell Wilson's been there with more playoff experience. And Matt Stafford has zero. Uh, I like Matt Stafford, love Matt Stafford. Think he's going to have a great season. But just from an experience standpoint, I would pick Russell Wilson and the Seahawks.
0: I would too. If I were if I were to make a bet on one of them, I would I would take the Seahawks at twenty two hundred. It's a great number. Um, you have a guy that's won the Super Bowl and uh, you know clearly <laughs> capable of carrying them and getting them back. Stafford to win the MVP. Um, I'm, I've already bet this Nate um, plus nineteen hundred. Um, he's behind a guy like Kyler Murray who's at plus seventeen hundred. That's uh, that's really interesting to me because you know the MVP is also contingent on team success. success. Uh, you know Kyler Murray's not going to win the MVP when the Cardinals go uh, seven and ten. It's just not going to happen. Um, to me, it's the, the narrative is just it's it's perfect for Stafford. He. He's this guy that has had all this talent, stuck in a bad team. He goes to a situation that is, is built for him. He's, he's with an offensive-minded coach, you know, a, a, a brilliant leader, motivator. He's with enough skill players to make it happen. He's thrown for over 5,000 yards in the past. He's thrown for over 40 touchdowns in the past. Um I just think, I think it's all right there. If the Rams go 13 and four, 14 and three, they win the division, maybe even get the one seed in the NFC. Um, I just, I just think it's a good situation for him to come into. I like the bet. I I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but weirder things have happened than Stafford winning them.
1: Yeah, no, I, I second everything there. The, I think we touched on it earlier, but just, just that drive for Stafford, just that, that lack of success that he's known for so long is just going to fuel him this year, and, and I think and Sean McVay is the right guy to kind of stoke that fire. He's just going to have so many so many more pieces around him. Again, as long as his line can protect him, um, you know yeah. that I, I think he's going to go as far as that line will permit him to go.
0: Uh, also Russell Wilson he's at plus 1400 I, I still think there's a chance that he can again hasn't won an MVP probably has earned it at some point to win one seems like he's always you know been second or third in, in, in a situation behind like Rodgers, Mahomes um, so I wouldn't hate that either um, I also like Stafford over 26 and a half touchdown passes um, I think that's a lock Um that's at minus one forty, so not a great return on that. But I think he should be in the the low thirties for at least for touchdown passes. Um, those are my plays, my prop plays on the division. I think there's also a chance Nick Bosa for defensive player of the year at plus eleven hundred. Um, you know, air Donald's probably just going to continue racking these up, but he's he's the favorite. Not a lot of return on him, but I think Bosa should have a huge year. Um, So that's, that's my plays. Um, Anything else on the, on the NFC West?
1: Nate? No, like I said, top to bottom is probably one of the deepest divisions in football and, and they're going to beat each other up those six games that they got to play. Like I said, if you're going to go four and two, I mean, five and one would be unprecedented in your, uh, in your divisional games there. Uh, But I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. It, It's Football, just in general, um, and just kind of getting somewhat closer to normalcy. Um, I'm 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 excited. Two weeks away, I think, until that first uh, Sunday or not that that first Thursday night game. Two weeks from uh, from yep. today, so it'll be here before we know it.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, and, and real quick, to, before we close it out, a uh, lot of lot of great things happening with IU athletics. Uh, uh, what's your expectation for for IU football? preseason top 25. We got Mike Woodson just recruiting his butt off. He's He brought in a top 25 recruit this week. Uh, Man, it's just great to be an IU fan right now.
1: Most definitely. Um, You know, uh, Michael Penix's knee. That's all I can tell you, is Michael Penix's knee. That first game against Iowa, that's going to be – I think that's going to tell a lot. Expectations are high. Iowa's always a tough, physical football team. Um, that's going to be a good test week one. Um, no, nobody's sleeping on the Indiana football Hoosiers this year. That's for sure. And, you know, IU basketball down in the Bahamas there played well. Uh, a lot of guys got to play, kind of see what they're made of. So, yeah, I mean, excitement all around the university for sure.
0: Can't wait. Uh, yeah, IU football, that's that's going to be huge for opening week with, with the game at Iowa. Uh, Nate. Appreciate you joining me. Talk about the Rams, talk about the NFC West. Uh, Should be an awesome season, and I am sure we'll have you back.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Feel free. Yeah, two weeks away. So, you know, we'll maybe uh, crack open a beer and see how that game goes in two weeks there
0: give me the bears plus 17 and a half. And I think maybe we can cover that. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, Your best bet on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Check us out. We have more division shows coming. We still have, I think four left. So we'll be cranking these out by the end of next week. And uh, so follow that. We'll be doing a weekly NFL show starting the regular season. So check us out there. Uh, Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.